Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers. How is everybody today? Uh, my name is Santino Cocon. I'll be your host tonight for the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Uh, it is currently uh, we're doing this late Friday night for you guys uh, for the weekend slate here. It's uh, August seventh. Uh, this will be you guys will hear this on August eighth for all those the Saturday games. Uh, but it is my pleasure to introduce someone who. It's kind of uh, right before we went on, I, I compared him to Bol Bol because we heard about him in the preseason. He made a splash, but he hasn't come out in the regular season yet. Um, and that is Stephen Williams, and he's going to have a doubleheader uh, tomorrow as well. So, Steve, reintroduce yourself to the fans out here. Tell everybody and, and, and all the listeners um, a little about yourself. Uh, hey, guys. My name is Steve Williams. Um, you can find me on Twitter at zero stark 30 that's the number zero, Stark, like John Starks, and 30 spelt out. And uh, I'm really happy to be over here at Hoopball. Uh, I mainly play GPPs, so I'm going to be speaking mainly from that perspective. Uh, my buddy Santino here is more of a cash game player, so we'll level each other out well. Yeah, Excited to be here. It's going to be a good one, um, and I can't wait. So, Steve... Uh, what do you like mo? What do you play more? I, I know. Uh, for, also, for all the listeners out there, I got in a couple questions lately. Uh, we mainly stick to DraftKings pricing. Uh, that is because um, we have people or people listen throughout all throughout the world and a lot of Australian followers. Uh, we also, we have an Australian podcaster on our team in Brenton, uh, but there is a lot of people in Australia that play DFS and whatnot. And right now, DraftKings is available there and available in a lot more places uh, than the outside the U.S. than FanDuel is. So that's why we mainly stick to the DraftKings pricing. Um, I kind of play both of them. I don't mind them depending on the, the day. It's it's who who's getting priced where and whatnot. I do like the DraftKings flexibility, um, but FanDuel usually has better pricing. Uh, so, Steve, when you're playing, which ones do you like more? Do you like FanDuel or do you like DraftKings? And there are more, but we stick to the big two. Um, to be honest, I play them both. Uh, it's just because sometimes I'll find that the pricing is a lot softer yeah. on one versus the other. I mainly play uh, DraftKings. I guess it's just what I'm more comfortable with. Um, but I, I think that you're really selling yourself short if you're not at least looking at both sites and trying to find where the best value is. Yeah, and and lately this this bubble restart had a quite quite a few uh, discrepancies, um, so it is good to look at both if you have the opportunity to. And one more thing, Steve, uh, what do, what do you love about basketball? Give us give us one thing before we hit this slate. We want to know uh, the fans want to know what does Steve love about basketball and why? You know, to be honest, I've played basketball since I was a little kid. Um, I was always a shooter. 
and uh, <laughs> I think it just, you know, yeah, of course, you know, white, big white guy is a shooter. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's just something that I always uh, kind of got to escape. You don't think about anything. Um, it's just, it's just fun. And then uh, as an adult, uh, I run a business. So for me, I'm always looking at numbers and things and, uh, you know, um, doing fantasy is just something that kind of came naturally to me because of my love for basketball and then just uh, my work background as well. Awesome, man. I can't, can't, I, I love having you on the team and I can't wait for you to continue giving all our, all of that tongue tied there, man. You got me tongue tied. Can't wait for you to give all of our listeners some great advice out there. Uh, again, this is, this is your season debut out here. Um, and then you're going to have a double header tomorrow. So super excited for that. Uh, and then, uh, Steve also does some of our layup lines. So if you guys are looking out there, I do one as well. Uh, we have quite a few people doing it. Uh, it's something that if you're, if you can't quite listen to the full pod, you can get some of our insight there as well. Uh, great time. Um, but yeah, Steve, let's get right into it. Um, right before I do, I, I thought it was funny when you said you're a shooter. Anytime I think of the name, Steve, I just think of this guy wants to shoot. So that's why I started <laughs> to chuckle a little bit. There you um, go, but, right on point. <laughs> right. So let's get right into it. First game on the docket, as of right now, is the only game with a, a line right now. Uh, the, this is the Clippers against the Trailblazers. And the Clippers are favored by four and a half points, and the over-under is 233 and a half. Uh, two teams, one in the Clippers, who pretty much have that two seed locked up, and one in the, the Blazers, who are playing great. Uh, they are tr- storming for that eighth seed. They're Right now they have the ninth seed um, in their grasp, and they're looking to try and take the eighth seed and have whoever gets that ninth seed have to beat them twice. Uh, so, Steve, let's th- start with the Clippers side. Um, there is still no Montrezl Harrell. Uh, Patrick Beverly is not going to play. Landry Shamet and Lou Williams, are they on a minutes limit? Uh, they were last game, but we don't have any update on that as of yet. Uh, where are you looking at in the Clippers for some value? Uh, um, well, I mean, you always have to start with the two big guys in uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Um, to be honest, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about their minutes, uh, you know, if they're going to be there. But I guess uh, so far they've been uh, playing over 30 minutes a game pretty much. Um, I do like Kawhi's matchup. I have no idea who the Blazers have on their roster that can even make things difficult for him. <laughs> um, to me, he has a really safe floor for cash. Um, matchup's great, but again, I'm just a little bit worried about his minutes being there. Um, Paul George is pretty much the same floor, uh, same story. He's got a really safe floor. Uh, the minutes have been there. Um, it's just not my favorite value person on the slate. I'll probably be looking elsewhere. Um, but on this team, I actually, uh, surprisingly, uh, I kind of like Zubach. Um, Zubach's minutes have been up. His production's been up. Uh, his price did come up, but I still like him even at his price. He's a guy that uh, gives you well over a fantasy point a minute, and he's actually finished the last two games for them. So I kind of like, uh, I think Doc Rivers might be trying to get him ready for the playoffs a little bit. Um, what do you think about Zubac? Uh, yeah, I think he's been playing well lately. To, for this matchup particularly, uh, 53 is not bad, but I don't know how he matches up with Nurkic, so I'm going to try and leave that one alone. They really don't have any backup center or backup big man without Hero there, so uh, he's still going to see his 25 minutes. But that matchup to me, um, 
especially his defensive assignment, trying to stay with Nurkic on, on the top of the key and 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 where he where Nurkic can play. I'm not huge on him, but I, I can see where you're where you're there. There's not that many centers a uh, value player that I like in this slate, so uh, he's definitely someone I would look at. And to back your guys up, uh, I do like Leonard and George. They have really good matchups. Uh, the last few I've been really liking George, but his now that the gap is closing a little bit more, and and George is at eight thousand now, and Kawhi is under nine thousand at eighty eight. I'm I would lean more towards Kawhi if I had to pick one of the two, just like yourself. Uh, before there was a little bit more of a of a gap there, and I like Paul George's value. Um, but the last person I would look at on the Clippers, and this is just if we get some news beforehand that um, he's going to be playing. Uh, 30 minutes or so, and he's not going to be on a limit, is Lou Williams at 55. This matchup is great for him. Um, but, again, it's the minutes limit concern. If I get some news that, yeah, we can give him full full go, get him ready for the playoffs, uh, want him to play 30, I'll give him a look. If he's still on a cap, uh, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, good call. I took a look at Lou, but, yeah, he's only playing 20, 21 minutes. So until we hear otherwise, I agree. Yeah, and that's what we'll, we'll – We'll probably hear something about that before the game locks, and that's something that I would keep an eye on. Um, yeah, but I, you said you liked uh, Kawhi be over George as well? Yeah, I like Kawhi over George. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I think they both have a pretty solid matchup. Yeah. But uh, Kawhi's priced uh, just a little bit more aggressively, and uh, yeah, I'd be leaning towards him if I was playing one of these two. Yeah, me too. When, when we started uh, last week... George was at 72, uh, Kawhi, I believe, was at 91 or 92, and that was a giant gap. So uh, the gap has closed. Instead of 2K difference, it's only 800. Um, but let's do go on the flip side to the Red Hot Blazers, man. Uh, they don't really have any injury concerns except Hassan Whiteside, who has taken a backseat to somebody who's returned. I forgot his name. <laughs> I think you'll probably touch upon him. Uh, but he is doubtful for this game. That only... Feed, that'll uh, give 10, 15 minutes freed up to um, a couple other bigs out there. But on the Blazers, who are red hot, who, who are you looking at here? Uh, some couple people are coming off great performances. Um, where, where are you going on this matchup? Well, I mean, you got to start with Dame, right? Dame was <laughs> ridiculous in that last game. Um, just before we even get into fantasy, the shots that guy is where it was hitting were incredible. I mean, 11 threes, he just... He just lit it up. He's so much fun to watch when he's like that. Um, but for uh, for fantasy, um, Dame is expensive. I think he's uh, ten thousand bucks for tomorrow. But he does have a great floor, and he's playing uh, over forty minutes every game. I expect the Blazers to uh, keep pushing uh, their stars for minutes because they really want to try and lock in that eighth seed. The Clippers have no Patrick Beverly tomorrow, so I don't know if he'll be getting Reggie Jackson or Landry Shamet. It seems like the matchup's good. So despite the high price tag, I think I still will be getting to Lillard in some of my lineups tomorrow. What about yeah. you? Lillard, it, yeah, I mean, he's on fire. <laughs> he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, his last game, what he hit? 11 of 18 from three. He only took three shots that weren't th- from deep. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, you, you hit it on the head with the minutes. They want these guys to play minutes. Terry Stott said he does not mind throwing Willard out there for 40 minutes. I didn't think Nurkic would be able to play 30, 35 minutes of the game with ease, but uh, he has been. Um, 
but yeah, this team, everybody's playing as much as they can, whatever they can give. Uh, that's what Lillard said. He said, well, if we're coming to the bubble, uh, we're, I'm not coming here for no reason. And uh, he has lived up to that. But 10K, that is a hefty price to pay for him. Uh, but you mentioned it, Patrick Beverly's not here. The one thing that I would caution is what if uh, Doc Rivers gets cute and wants to throw uh, Paul George on him? That's a, that's a very tough matchup if he wants to do that. Paul George is capable of of guarding Lillard, uh, but I don't know if he wants to play that hand in the regular season when, when they already have the two seed locked up. And if he doesn't play that hand, Lillard does make for a great play. But again, 10K is it is a hefty price. Uh, yeah. who, else, who else do you like on this team besides uh, Mr. Dame Dalla? <laughs> I also uh, I also like Gary Trent. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that a lot of his value comes from shooting. His shooting's been particularly hot lately, so I'm kind of uh, you know I'm I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> with him. Um, but I do love his price. He's where is he? Uh, Gary Trent. Uh, He's coming 48. in at 4,800. Yeah, so. Uh, I'll probably be getting to some Gary Trent in my lineups. I might be strategically, you know, doing it with uh, some Clippers and other Blazers, uh, but I do like Trent as well. Yeah, uh, I kind of like Trent as well at 48. He's he's jumping up, and rightfully so, though. But uh, you mentioned it. This guy is 22, wait for it, for 35 since the bubble restart. 22 from 35 from deep. Wow. <laughs> that is just... Uh, that's incredible. Um, that's just, that's and he is on fire right now. Uh, you kind of at some point he's gonna start. He's gonna go cold and miss one. He's gonna have one of those games. But um, for forty eight, if you're if you're in that range, he's not a bad guy to say. Oh, I think he got one more in him to to just continue this hot streak. So I don't mind him as well. Um, but how about the two other big guys and and maybe Mello? Do you have any interest in Nurkic, McCollum, or or Mello out there, or even Collins? I'll be looking at Nurkic and Collins a little bit. Um, opposing bigs have been doing very well against the Clippers. Um, we'll see. Maybe that's why they're starting to play Zubac a little bit more. But even if he's there, I still I still like Nurkic. Uh, 41.4 since coming back. It's a positive matchup for him. He is priced up at 89, but uh, I imagine he'd be a pretty good cash play. Um Mellow, I probably mellow and CJ, I probably won't be getting to as much. I don't really like them at their price. I think there's better values out there. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I like Nurkic's matchup here. He's been playing phenomenal. Uh, this 8,900 price tag is is big, uh, but I don't. There's not many centers on the slate I like, and if I'm going to pay up, uh, he's one of the guys that I'm going to pay up for because this is a great matchup without Hero. Uh, Zubac can't really defend him outside the paint so i think he has a, a giant advantage there uh, and i'm not really as you said i'm not going to look at mellow or, or mellow and mccollum but i do have some slight interest in zach collins at at 43 uh, if the money falls in there i would look at him but he's not someone i'm going to actively target yeah yeah i agree he might fill out a lineup nicely and yeah he Is he, especially at those last two spots when you're like oh i have so-and-so left who's around this time or who's around this money about he, he's a guy that's not bad out there and sometimes it's nice to just if you're filling out a lineup take a guy that you know pretty much should 5x or more um i imagine he should give you at least 5x yeah 20 20 is is attainable for him uh very attainable all right man we hit that first game guys uh, that was a heavy hitting game right there clippers blazers let's go to a 
game that might slow the pace down, uh, probably will slow the pace down, and that is the Utah Jazz at the Denver Nuggets. Uh, again, there is no line for this game. Uh, there is only one line right now. Uh, but where do you feel? Let's start with the the Jazz. So everybody, they're big guys, Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, uh, O'Neal, pretty much everyone that has a pulse on this team sat last game. Um and assume that's I'm assuming that they should all be back by this game. It was all rest purposes. Um, so they should have a fully healthy roster except Jawan Morgan. He hurt his knee, and he, but he had a clean MRI. I'm, I would put him as doubtful right now. Uh, he's not really relevant when everybody's playing, but assuming that the Jazz are, are playing at full capacity, uh, who do you like in this matchup? Um, you know, and I think I'm going to be staying away from Donovan Mitchell. I think he's just a little bit too expensive for me at 79. Um, I think on the Jazz, my favorite play, actually, my favorite play is a cheap guy. Someone I'll probably be using to fill out some lineups is uh, Royce O'Neal. Um, Royce O'Neal has been awesome uh, since coming into the bubble. He um, He's played over 30 minutes every game except for one. And, uh, I mean, look at his DK scores. He's at 32, 36, 24, 31. And, um, you know, he's at a 4,900 price tag. So I actually like Royce O'Neal for tomorrow. Outside of that, um, Conley's playing pretty well. He's someone I'll have some consideration. Um, I think Gobert is just fairly priced. Uh, and that's really all I'll be looking at for the Jazz. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Royce O'Neal, if you're stuck around 5K, he's not a bad option. He has been playing really well uh, in the bubble restart. Um, for me, the the one guy I'm looking at on this team, I'm, I'm not going to really look at Mitchell right now. Uh, Gobert, I don't like him in this matchup. I mean, if, if we look at his matchup, he's averaging 40 fantasy points in, in both games against Jokic. Um, that's, he's not returning value on that one. Uh, that's, or that's barely returning value. Um, but I like Mike Conley in this. You mentioned Conley was your second guy. I like him. I think he's been playing really well. He was playing well before the at the end of last season, and and now he's picking up where he left off in this bubble. Um, the last he's averaged pretty over thirty points since we came back, and and that's right around where his his value is. And if Jamal Murray doesn't play, he can easily take advantage of Monte Morris's uh, smaller size. So that's where I'd be looking at the rest of them. I'm I'm not really huge on the Jazz in this one. Um, is there yeah. anybody else on the Jazz that you like besides those two? Or are you pretty much just them, and you might fade everybody? Uh, pretty much O'Neal and Conley. And you know, now that you mention it, I, I probably will take a closer look at Conley. I think he's been a little bit better than I originally thought. So yeah, good he, call on that one. He has uh, something about Conley is every time I look at him, I assume that his price is going to go up because he started at um, sixty-two on on the bubble restart opening, uh, and then it's just flat out it was like 54 55 now 50 58 then 59 hasn't really moved and he went down a little bit from the start so that's where i that's why i like him still i keep mentioning him <laughs> um but yeah let's flip it over to the other side the, the probably more enticing side of of fantasy and dfs relevancy so troy daniels and this is the nuggets troy daniels is questionable gary harris and will barton are again not playing uh, Jamal Murray is questionable again, and that's the biggest news, obviously, of of the game. Um, and Paul Millsap should return. He he was out for rest purposes last game. I assume that he's going to get his uh, return against his former team. So, assuming Murray plays and assuming Murray doesn't, 
Uh, who do you like on this Nuggets team, and who don't you like? Well, uh, Jokic, I'm, I'm, I have completely mixed feelings on Jokic. <laughs> um, the minutes last game scared me. He did not come back in in the fourth quarter. He only played, I think it was 23 minutes, if I remember correctly. Um, 24 minutes. Uh, and just the fact that he didn't come back was a little bit weird to me. I don't know if they're limiting his minutes. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, that being said, he absolutely torches the Jazz. <laughs> He's averaging 67 DK points in the two matchups this year. So hopefully that was just Malone trying to give uh, Jokic a little bit of a rest. But it's hard for me to ignore his past performance and just fade him. What do you think? Yeah, um, I love Jokic in this, assuming he does get the minutes. I think Portland was just playing out of their mind, hitting everything. Maybe they just wanted rest purposes. Because um, it, it, if they don't play Jokic 30 minutes and they they lose, they don't have a strong hold on that eighth seed, right? Or fourth, ugh, Jesus, third seed right now. Uh, the Rockets are only a game and a half behind them. I know the Jazz and Thunder kind of conceded tonight, but the, but the Rockets can conceivably take that three seed and the nuggets still have a chance to get that two seed. So I don't know if they'll fully quit on um, playing Jokic 30 minutes, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, you mentioned it. He absolutely torches Rudy Gobert in the jazz at 67 fantasy points per game. And he's averaging a triple double, almost 30, 29 points, 12 and a half boards, 10 assists, uh, two and a half steals. If I know that I'm getting a 35 minute Jokic, he is at, at 9200 that's just a cheap that's one of the cheapest prices i've seen him at so i yeah. love him there uh, yeah i agree it's probably worth the minutes risk because if he goes off and you don't have him you're gonna be kicking yourself in the team <laughs> yeah, especially at that that cheapish price um but outside of Jokic, who are you looking at and um, i'm assuming you might start with one of their uh, rising stars out there <laughs> of course we can talk about uh michael porter jr if you want um <laughs> First, now nah, let's forget about it. Yeah. Um, first off, I just want to say that I love the way he scores within the flow of their offense. Um, I was watching them play, and he just kind of he fits very naturally with Jokic, and I'm pretty excited to you know watch him grow with that team. Um, his price tag is moving up, and rightfully so. He's at 7,200 this time. Um, I'm. If Murray plays, I'm probably going to look to fade him a little bit more. I still just think that the shooting is unsustainable. These rebound numbers are too high. Um, I will probably have some light exposure to him, but I'm not going to be building around him as much as I anticipate some other people will be. All right. The crazy thing about this is, the first game back, I know he only had 18 fantasy points, but he was at mid-level at 3K his first game back. If you look at DraftKings, they have a $0 there for all the first games back. Uh, I just think they don't want to show you what they actually price people out, out of the gate. But he was at mid-salary. And then it jumped up to 45, 62, 64, and now he's at 72. Um, he's averaged over 50 the last three games in fantasy points, uh, over double-digit rebounds. 27 plus points every game uh, he's been on fire and it just shows it, it, the crazy thing about this is it goes to show that the nuggets are so deep that they had to trade two people just to keep michael porter jr still in a res- very deep reserve role uh, they had to lose two more starters just to have him get some starter minutes and the fact that he played in the back-to-back set uh, a couple days ago 
um, against San Antonio and Portland and played 36 and 34 minutes respectively in each shows me that this guy is healthy for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, and at 7,200 at a guy this hot, I know it, he continues to climb, but I kind of, for if you need him to score 40, 42 fantasy points, I, I think he's very well capable of doing that. So I would look his way. Uh, but again, that he, he does continue to get his price bumped up. But if Murray doesn't play, he's the number one option on this team. If Murray does play, I'm going to let other people take him just because Murray takes a lot of usage there. I'm, I'm with you on that call. Yeah, cool. I agree. Um, one last person I'd give some slight consideration to is Monty Morris. Just if uh, Murray is out and I need a cheap guard, he might be someone that I'll, I'll go to. Um, I certainly won't be building around him or seeking him out. But, you know, if I, if I have 4400 bucks and I need a guard, I, I think you could do worse. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, so I was staying away from Morris he, when he jumped up to 5,500. Uh, but now that he's back under and at 44, if Murray doesn't play, that's very cheap for a guy who's been playing over 30 minutes the last three games. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. And if I had to throw one more out, uh, just to throw it out, if you in, in around that 5K, I know we see a lot of people around the 5K, uh, but Paul Millsap, he's a guy that is – always under the radar um, at 5,300. He's playing his old team and they're a, they're a bigger team. Uh, Royce O'Neal smaller, but he's not um, Paul Millsap can definitely, they can definitely cancel each other out and play both at power forward. So I would look his way uh, There are a couple other people around that range that I also like. So um, if you're stuck with about 5,000 and you've used a couple of them, that's when I'd look his way. Yeah. Good call. Awesome. Um, so yeah, let's get to the, the next game on the docket. This game starts at 6. So the Clipper-Blazer game starts at 1. Uh, this is Eastern Standard Time, guys. Uh, Jazz Nuggets start at 3.30, and then the Lakers-Pacers start at 6. Uh, the big news out of the out of Lakerland is LeBron James is questionable again. Uh, that is a slate shaker right there, as it was last time. Uh, Caruso is questionable again. AD is probable. Dwight Howard is probable. And Markeith Morris is probable. Uh, let's assume, let's play ball scenarios because you can't not play that with a guy like LeBron James. If LeBron James plays, who do you like in the Lakers? Who don't you like? If he doesn't play, uh, where do you see that value going and, and who are you looking at? Um, well, if LeBron does play, I probably will be fading him. Um, it just seems like, and rightfully so, he's not necessarily pushing it as hard as he can in the bubble you know the lakers are locked into the number one seed um i think that lebron is a uh you know he's a master of this game and he understands it's more important to get some of these role players some more touches and shooting and confidence heading into the playoffs so even if lebron plays i don't like him at 10-4 um you know, he, it seems like every time I say that, he hears <laughs> me somehow and he'll come out and just smash someone. Um, but I just have a feeling that, he, you know, that he wouldn't be pushing it too hard if he was playing. But you're the Laker guy. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I'm going to repeat what you said and what I've been saying. The Lakers are not trying to play uh, championship basketball in these eight-seeding games. They already have the number one seed locked in. They only needed to beat the Clippers and one other team or have the Clippers lose twice to get that number one seed. Uh, they came out of that, that Clipper game trying. Everybody played minutes because that was a statement game. 
the Clippers are right on their heels. Everybody's like, who's going to make it out of the West? Is it the Clippers? Is it the Lakers? LeBron's not stupid. He comes out. He wants to make a statement that this is still his league. He is still the king. Uh, after they beat the Clippers, now it's, okay, uh, I need some re- I like. I'm not going to go full bore against these teams. We already have the number one seed locked in. I want Deion Waiters, who didn't play before, uh, J.R. Smith, all these other guys, Alex Crusoe, who now has a new new role, all these guys to get something, Caldwell Pope, who has a new role, all these guys to start getting in the groove to to be on LeBron's level. So uh, I'm going to continue to fade LeBron, even if he plays, especially if he plays. Uh, I don't think he's going to go full bore. If he doesn't play, obviously, you're not going to play him. Um, but where do, to you, what does that leave to AD? And uh, And to me, it's obviously AD is in a smash spot right here against Indiana who can't really contain centers at the moment. Um, they their power forward. Sabonis is out. TJ Warren and Mike miles Turner are questionable. Um, McDermott is also questionable. So they might not have anybody even remotely capable of stopping AD. But again, uh, do they want, does Vogel and the, and the staff want to push AD at 10, three? Do you trust that? Uh, if at, in 35 minutes, he's capable of smashing this slate. But will he get that to me is is the big question, Marcus, uh, if I want to look AD's way. How do you feel about uh, Davis and the rest of this crew? Well, with Davis, I, again, I just have concerns about how hard he would be pushing it. I mean, he took eight field goal attempts against Houston. <laughs> um, yeah. He only took 11 against OKC. Uh, I just, again, like, it just doesn't seem to me like the Lakers are featuring their main guys. Um I might get to him in like a GPP or two just in case he, you know, plays in the matchups. Great. Um, but I just have a low level of confidence that he'll be playing and they'll be funneling all this usage to him. Um, outside of the main two, I do kind of like Kuzma. I'm encouraged by his uh, usage last game. He His price is going up. He's at 5,400 now. But um, if LeBron sits, I'll definitely have Kuzma in some lineups. Um, uh, another yeah. guy I'll be looking at if LeBron sits is Caruso if he does indeed come back healthy. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, Kuzma without LeBron there, Kuzma gets a huge bump, and with AD, um, his ten- tenacity right now questionable because they're not really playing for anything. Kuzma gets even more of a bump, and at fifty-four, you might have a number one option uh, against a team that's not playing great defense at the moment uh, and a number one option against them. So yeah, I like Kuzma at 54. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on LeBron news. Cause if LeBron does play, even if he doesn't go full out, that's just a lot of minutes that and usage that Kuzma loses there. Uh, so that's big news for Kuzma's value. Uh, another guy, Caruso is not bad at 3,300. Uh, if he plays, he's, he should get good value and uh, good usage without LeBron there. Another quick guy that I'm looking at possibly is if he does play is Dwight Howard. That's a good, pretty good matchup for him. He's coming off a game where he had 15 rebounds. I think he's very capable of putting up another double double with a block or two. Uh, and at 3,400, that's returning your value if if you're going dumpster diving there. Uh, so yeah, I would say Howard and, and Caruso are the dumpster divers uh, if you're if you're really straddling for cash out there. But um, Kuzma's Kuzma's the guy here if LeBron doesn't play which yeah, is something I usually life. don't like to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, someone's got, someone has to uh, kind of play make, right? <laughs> this is two podcasts in two podcasts that I've been on in a row that I've mentioned Kuzma's name and I, I kind of, I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit here, <laughs> but yeah. um, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, not always – Kuzma's that guy. He's He can play, but then sometimes he's just eh, nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah, he's a tough one. I certainly <laughs> I probably wouldn't be making him a core play, but I'll get to him, especially yeah. if uh, LeBron's out. Yeah, I agree with that. It wouldn't be like the, the guy that I definitely have to have in my lineup, but someone that I can dabble with. Just a little dabble. Uh, but on the other side is the Indiana Pacers, who – um, are com- continually playing competitive basketball despite all the injuries. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, as we mentioned, is not, not going to play anytime soon. Uh, just They haven't ruled him out for the rest of the playoffs or season, uh, but it's fairly confident that that's the case. They're just trying to hold out hope. Uh, but TJ Warren, who's been on a roller, is now questionable uh, with a foot injury, so we'll have to see though, that news. Uh, Miles Turner sprained his ankle. He's questionable. <laughs> a very small front court, possibly. And uh, Doug McDermott is questionable. Um, and then we have the Oladipo news. Who is he in? Is he out? Uh, at the moment, he's in, but that can change on a dime. And Ma- Malcolm Brogdon, who was currently hurt a couple games ago, it looks he's played 30 minutes every game he's came back. So I think he's fully healthy. Uh, but where are you going with this? I know there's a lot of ifs and what's and ifs, buts and what's and all this jazz. Uh, where, where are you going with this value? Um, and give your reasoning. And if they're playing, if not playing, uh, the ball's in your court, Steve. There's, there's a lot to make out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one is going to be very news dependent. Um, if TJ Warren does play, I'll probably be going there a little bit. Um, I know he wasn't his his uh, best player in the bubble self last game, <laughs> but um, Bridges actually did a really good job defending him. And uh, to be honest, I don't know if anyone on the Lakers is going to be as you know uh, defend him with that level of tenacity. So I do like looking at Warren if he's playing. Um, he should get a lot of minutes. He should get a ton of usage. Uh, I kind of like him there. Will, will you be looking at Warren? Uh, possibly. It's not a bad matchup, especially if we don't think AD is going to go full bore. Uh, but 8,200 is st- steep for me with this this injury right now with the sore foot. I would rather lay off of him and, and hope people go at him and, and he has another off-shooting game. Uh, but he did take 20 shots last game again. Um, so that is something to keep an eye on. And he got another two steals, which has been a, a theme for him in this side of this bubble. A lot of defensive stats that he normally doesn't get. So I can see people going there. But to me, um, I'd rather play it safer. And uh, if he does play, just avoid him, but with caution. Yeah. Uh, my favorite play on the Pacers is actually Brogdon. Um, mm-hmm. At 6,900. Yeah, at 6,900, this guy's uh, averaging 38 DK points uh, since coming into the bubble. It's a solid price, uh, you know, a decent matchup against the Lakers. They seem to be a little bit weak against opposing guards. Um, I really don't know who they would put on him to slow him down, so I do like Brogdon in this matchup. Yeah, he's my favorite play on this team. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I'd be fading Warren, even if he plays. Uh, Brogdon has the best matchup. The, the Lakers are struggling right now against opposing point guards. Uh, whether Caruso plays or oh, Quinn starts uh, or whoever they put on, on, on there, maybe Caldwell Pope slides over if, if, there's, if both of them, if they don't want to start uh, Cook. 
But at this moment, Brogdon has the best matchup at 6,900. Uh, fairly good price. He's had over two 40-point games in his three games right now. Uh, he's playing over 30 minutes. He's getting the shots up. He's getting the usage. He seems like the safest play to me and and the guy who can bust out the biggest. And I, and I like that, what, what you mentioned. Um, especially if Warren doesn't play, his usage is going to skyrocket. If he does play, I still think uh, he's going to be low-owned because people see that Turner and Warren do play. Uh, so I like him there still. Yeah. And uh, if Warren sits, I might take a little bit of a look at Oladipo. Um, I haven't been that impressed with him. Uh, He just doesn't quite look as confident as he normally does. But uh, that usage is going to have to go somewhere if Warren's out. So I might give him a look in that uh, circumstance. Mm -hmm. Same here. Um, He hasn't looked great, but at 5,700 if Warren is out, you're right that the usage got to go somewhere, and even if Oladipo has an off game, he can easily return value at that at that price tag. But um, he's not someone that I would 100% feel confident with. But he's not a bad. He's a good price to to throw a dart at if you need one because he does have the talent. Um, there is one, a couple other people that I'd be looking at in the event that Warren or Turn and Turner miss, or especially Turner. And the first one would be Goga Bittazi. I probably butchered that name, but I like this guy. He has, I like this guy's talent. Um, I think he's a very good player. He can get you double-digit rebounds and a couple blocks if given the time. Uh, if Turner doesn't play, he's the only big guy left on this team. So I think they have to start him, and he would see 25, 30 minutes. And at minimum value, that's easy enough for me to to take a chance. And if if Turner and Brog or Turner and Warren both don't play, I mean you could do. Outside of Otaze, you can do worse than uh, throw a dart at uh, Jakar Sampson and TJ Leaf, also at minimum, because somebody's going to have to play forward there. Uh, so the, the, those are the three people I would look at. Mostly Batadze. Um I, I said his name wrong or different three times, so uh, I cannot say his name. I'll just say Goga. Um, but that's where I would be looking at if those guys are out, because someone's got to play the front court, and they don't have money bodies there. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see that. Uh, tandem try to guard Anthony Davis tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think neither of them could, but I think uh, Gogo would be more so on on How Howard and McGee, which is much better for him. He won't get in foul trouble. But the, yeah, the TJ Leaf, Jakar Sampson, uh, good luck trying to guard AD if, if AD is trying out there. <laughs> yep, that would be fun. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, we have we've done three of the five games right now. So now is the time that I, I want to remind the viewers. Yeah, did go go check out some of the the stuff that we got on on Hoopball. Uh, we got a ton of te- different team podcasts: the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Clippers, the Nets. Everybody, you name it. Uh, we're doing great things out here. We have a ton of other podcasts over here. Uh, the betting podcasts. I know if you guys are, I know I'm looking at it, um, and I hope you guys are looking at it as well. Other uh, daily betting podcasts with locks and whatnot uh, and if you when you do when not if when you do look at the today in sports betting podcast on hoopball go over to my bookie after that um, enter the promo code hoopball and and you get uh, a big big discount there you they match they're gonna match your uh, whatever your first deposit is 100% and give you a $10 MLB wager um, so be sure to check out my bookie we love my bookie I've been using it all the time. I put some future odds in there already. I've been doing, uh, listening to the hoop ball podcast or betting podcast and putting some stuff in there. Uh, but be sure to check that out. And then when you're all done with that, go check, uh, when you, when you checked hoop ball out at our, our site and everything that's changed out there, uh, then go check out, um, Manscaped, another one of our 
products and partners that we love to talk about. Uh, so Manscaped has a new something new out there. It's called the Lawnmower 3.0, and if you enter the code Hoopball20, you get that you get 20% off on on the Lawnmower 3.0 and the Perfect Package 3.0, which has the lawnmower in there. Uh, that that is one of the most incredible. Uh, devices that i've ever used and that's i can't say enough good things about it i'm at a loss of words right now uh steve i gotta ask you have, have you are you a gambler outside of dfs you know what i i uh i'd like to play some wagers uh the when the nba playoffs come that's like my thing you know order okay. a pizza have a few friends <laughs> over we like to gamble on the game so I will definitely be hitting up my bookie in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, and the playoffs, the last game of the regular season is the 14th, I believe, um, of August. So we only have a week left. And oh, man, then we that are... came up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then we're right into the thing, the thick of things in the playoffs. We'll probably have a day, a couple days to have everybody recuperate and then get right in and then see whoever the 8-9 seed is out west play each other. Uh, but, yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be exciting. We're so close to being playing uh competitive 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 i'll, I'll say it three times because right now is kind of competitive but we're so close to that playoff atmosphere nah, i don't even know if i could say atmosphere anymore because they're all in the bubble without a crowd but you get you know they, what, the though, viewers get it they're doing a good job i actually have to say kudos to the nba to you know put this whole thing together i've really been enjoying watching these games yeah, I love it. Uh, I don't really see a huge difference without the crowd, and uh, that's kudos to how they're doing it. Um, yeah, but let's get right back on the band, the the wagon here, not the bandwagon, the wagon, um, and our go to our fourth game of the night. Uh, there's only a five game slate tonight, guys, so um, keep an eye out for that. Our fourth game is Phoenix versus Miami, and that is uh, at 7:30 Eastern time. We got on my on Phoenix's side. We got Akobo is out, Baines is out, and Ubre is doubtful, probably out again. Uh, on the Heat side, we have Butler is out, Nunn is out, Drogic is questionable. Let's start with the Suns. Who you got in this, and and who you like? They're pretty much there for the most part, except if Ubre changes his mind and can play. But uh, that's that's a hard hard sell to me. So the Suns are the only undefeated team in the bubble. I think have been. Ooh, see, uh, Say that again. Say that again for the, all the, the Suns fans out there taking yeah. so much slack. The Suns are 4-0. They're the only undefeated team in the bubble right now. Uh, they've, they have been awesome. Uh, they've been a, a real surprise. So for the Suns, I, uh, I will be looking at Devin Booker. Um, he has been in a little bit of foul trouble in uh, two of the four games since coming back, but I feel like he has a really safe floor. Uh, 39 is his lowest since coming back. Um, you know, he should keep getting usage funneled to him. Uh, I'm in on Devin Booker at 83. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really like Booker in this. Um, at that, that price tag is, is pretty, really good for me, especially with no Jimmy Butler there, uh, no Kendrick Nunn, possibly no Drogic. Uh, the last two aren't the greatest at defenders, but without Jimmy Butler there, Booker can get a shot off on anybody for the most part anyway, but without Booker that, that makes me really like uh, Dev, or that makes me well. I said that backwards. Without <laughs> Butler, uh, that makes me really like Booker here. And, and at 83, I think he can smash that price. Uh, so I'm with you on that one. Is there? How about how about the rest of this team? Is there anybody else besides this? Oh yeah, this big guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> they are four and zero. By the way, guys, they are. If you, if you are. didn't, if you didn't hear Steve say love. it twice, they have <laughs> some love here. <laughs> um, I've been really liking Cam Johnson. 
Um, he's been getting minutes without Ubre. He's been playing well. I'll have some exposure to him. Um, I think Rubio being priced down to 6,400 is just a little too low to ignore. Um, I'll have him in a few lineups, but he, he's a guy that will just like occasionally go off for 50 or 60 DK points. So he can really make a slate for you if uh, you have him on the right night. Um, Aiton, I don't think I'll be getting to. Uh, he's got a tough matchup with Bam. And uh, Aiton's just, he's inconsistent. He's good one game, he's bad the next game. He's good one game, he's bad the next game. It's kind of a, a tough guy to peg. Yeah, I'm with you on the the eight and call. I don't really like him in this matchup. I don't really like anybody going against Bam at the center position because that guy can guard you uh, anywhere on the court. He can guard guards on the wing. He can guard bigs down low. Uh, he's just very versatile. So I'll, I'm going to stick away from Aiton. He also, like you mentioned, he's inconsistent. He goes on his hot streaks and he goes on his cold streaks. So um, to me, this would be a cold streak against the matchup. Um, as far as Cam Johnson and Rubio, I think they're fairly priced as well. I'd be looking their way if, if the opportunity knocks. Rubio has been generally in the mid-700 or 7,000s, uh, so this price drop is, is pretty good for me. I don't generally look at Rubio. I love him as a basketball player. I just He's one of my favorite players. He's not the greatest, but I love watching him. Uh, but at 64, I can get behind that in the scenario. Uh, and another guy besides those two, if you're going dumpster diving that I oh, look at, I know, I know uh, what you're going to say already. Cause I've got campaign. Him. Yep. I've been yep. running him all I, week. He's been awesome yeah, for the guy. He's, he's been seeing, he saw 19 minutes as the slowest, but 19, 20, 20, 22 minutes in all four games. Uh, he's been shooting the ball extremely well from three and in, in close range. Uh, and he's averaged, he's gotten 20 points at the minimum. 21 was his lowest score. Of, uh, of all four games so far. So this guy is bringing back value. And at 3600 again, if you're dumpster diving and you're paying up for people and you need someone cheap, uh, he's I, I don't mind throwing him in there to fill. To, if I can pay up for some big guys and, and get a guy who's getting 20 points plus, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's been getting 6 or 7x value every game so far. So Yeah, awesome. Good call. Uh, so yeah, on the flip side, we already mentioned... Butler's out, none is out, and Grodzik is questionable. Um, who do you like on the Heat with those two guy, those two guards out, and possibly Drogic? Well, well, you can play the Drogic plays scenario and Drogic doesn't play scenario. But uh, do you think there's a lot of value here, or um, how do you how do you like this Heat team? I actually, I do, I like a lot of players on this Heat <laughs> team. Um, if Drogic plays, he's he's a home run. Uh, of course, that's with the caveat that you know he's not on some minutes limit or anything and we have reason to believe he would play in you know normal allotment of minutes um he would get a ton of usage without uh butler and none around but if Drogic doesn't play that um opens up some more minutes and usage for some other guys on this team like uh tyler hero uh his price skyrocketed i think he uh jumped like 1500 bucks or so um, let's see, yeah. he's at 5,100 now and that's from 36. So yeah, he jumped, he jumped 1,500 uh, bucks, but, uh, they, again, this usage is going to have to go somewhere. Some, um, mm-hmm. I think hero is a good candidate for that. Uh, another guy I'd be looking at, and this is really surprising to me is, uh, Andre Iguodala. Um, last game he did some ball handling and, uh, he had eight assists in 28 minutes. So, again, if we have no Drogic, 
no none, no Butler. Um, someone's going to have to bring the ball up the court and run some offense. So I like Iguodala in that case too. Yeah, um, I'm with you on all three of these. If Drogic plays, he is a slam dunk at 5,100. Um, he's going to be the usage monster. Yes, there comes the caveat with minutes limit, um, possibly, but I'll take that. If, uh, even if he plays 27 minutes, 28 minutes, uh, he's going to control the ball 27 or 28 of those minutes. Um, so I, I like him in that at 51. Uh, if he plays, he's probably my – we mentioned a few people around the 5K range. He would be my favorite 5K guy if he, if he plays um, without Butler and none there. There's the two people that are in front of him at the guard position taking his ball handling duties. Um, but if he doesn't play, you mentioned it. I like Tyler Hero. He's going to get more ball handling duties. Funny, he started this – before last game, he was at 3,100 for the first three. Uh, then he jumped to 36. Now he's at 51 because people are out. Uh, but he can get hot and he can – he can bring you back 30, 35 points, um, so I don't mind him. And Iggy, yeah, I, I thought the same thing when I was thinking about it. Um, point Iggy might be back. If Dragic doesn't play, he's probably – he is their most experienced ball handler without none Butler and Dragic. Uh, so he's going to continue to get around 30 minutes and, and bring up the ball, and, and that's a good thing. That means he's evolved in the offense, and you can count on him. And at only 4,500, uh, easily can bring back value without a Dragic there. Yeah. Um, and another guy I, I generally have been liking lately is Kelly Olynyk at 49. I don't know if this matchup totally suits him. Um, they might go smaller if Cam Johnson is playing a lot of his minutes at the four again. Um, so that's what I'll, I'll, I'll look at. But if Drogic doesn't play someone, they, they still need scores. And uh, it, it's funny to think that Olynyk might be your most uh, competent School, one of your most competent uh, veteran scorers out there again. And he's been playing 30-plus 30, 30 minutes a game, so another guy I'd look at. But I would still look at uh, Hero before him in Drogic. Yeah, actually, I like Olenek. I think his price is just a little bit low. He's been averaging over 30 DK points a game. Um, my my actual concern with him is just that his ownership might be really high. Um, yeah, that that's true as well. Uh, one last guy we, we have to mention is um, Bam Adebayo. I mean... <laughs> He's he, so I was looking at it. They've had a pretty tough schedule. Their last three games were against Milwaukee, Boston, and Toronto. <laughs> and um, in that time, Bam's price has come down. So I think his price is down. Uh, his matchups have been difficult. This should be a much easier matchup for him. And uh, the usage should still be funneled to him without Butler and none. So uh, I actually really like Bam in this matchup. Yeah. And I don't like a lot of centers in this slate and i generally love the centers and slates um but i like that price it, it did come down and deandre and still can't really guard anybody so uh without butler none hopefully there's a drogic there because they need somewhat a couple people who can funnel passes into bam uh, but yeah i like this price tag for bam too i think he's gonna bump right back up to the mid eight eight thousands after this game yeah i agree all right man uh so we're four Four-fifths of the way through, 80% done. And we got one more game on the docket, guys. Uh, the biggest game of the night. It is also the latest game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, there is no spread for this one as well. But we got two of our highest-priced guys. Actually, 
the two highest priced guys on the docket. In uh, this is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks don't have any injury news as of now, but again, this is where it comes tricky. Whenever the Bucks are playing late, they have the number one seed locked up, uh, overall number one seed, and. We don't know if they want to bench somebody and, and get some rest out there, and we might not know that till game time, which is scary. Uh, but let's assume that everybody's playing. And uh, where do you go with in in the Bucks team, assuming everyone plays? Assuming everyone plays, I'm looking at uh, two guys on the Bucks. Um, I will be getting so some Giannis. Um, like you said, it's a little bit scary being the last game, and it's really difficult to switch. Uh, switch him out of the lineup if last minute they decide not to yeah. play him. A guy but, at uh, ten thousand or ten eight, it's <laughs> you're gonna leave money left on the table most likely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, it's gonna ruin that lineup. <laughs> but <laughs> at ten eight, like I just think I don't know who's really guarding him on this team. Um, he just seems a little too cheap for me. I even think at thirty minutes he can return value. Uh, I'm in on Giannis. Uh, what do you think about Giannis in that matchup tomorrow? Yeah, so the minutes scare me, but uh, Giannis doesn't. And if Giannis is going to get 30 minutes, it's going to be Porzingis guarding him, and Porzingis is not the fleetest of foot to guard Giannis, so I love that matchup. And if it's not Porzingis, it's a guy who is currently questionable on Dorius Finney-Smith, and I also love that matchup. So it, it, it depends on how I'm feeling because there could be a, a – late breaking news on Giannis, but I will have, if I do multiple lineups, which I do sometimes, uh, generally I'll get some shares of Giannis cause I can't nod at 10, eight. Yeah. Uh, the other guy I'll be looking at is, uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been on a tear. I just think his price is too low. He's been averaging 36 DK points a game since coming into the bubble. Um, like you said, there's not like a, there's not a lot of great centers, so I'll have some exposure to Brooke Lopez tomorrow. Yeah, at 5K, I like that price as well. I'm not huge on the center, so if I don't pay up for, say, a, an Adebayo or if I'm not comfortable in an Anthony Davis type guy, uh, Brooke Lopez is definitely a guy I'd, I'd look at. Uh, I do I have a lot of comfort in, in Jokic, though, and, and Nurkic, but it depends. If I, if I don't want to pay up that price and, and – Adebayo is still too high for me. Uh, Brooke Lopez is is the safest of the six and under K because there's not really many guys uh, at all in that range. So I like that call. Uh, I do got to ask you, how do you feel about um, Middleton? I, I like Middleton in this matchup, assuming uh, he gets a full go of minutes. Uh, how do you feel about Middleton and Bledsoe and anybody on this bench? Uh, so I think Middleton is fine. I think I looked at him more as like fairly priced, um, you know, someone that mm-hmm. if he fits in a lineup, I'm, I certainly am not opposed to playing him, but I, I don't necessarily think I'll be seeking him out. I just, I just think he's fairly priced, I guess is a good way to yeah. put it. I like him uh, as, as same way you said, but if I had to pick, I, I do like if I can pay up that 600 and get Devin Booker uh, much rather prefer that. But um, I, I don't mind, Chris Middleton at the 77, I think he's going to have a, a pretty good game, especially if I'm not getting shears of Giannis. And I, I think minutes curb there, I'd, I want some shears of Middleton. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Bledsoe, I'm just, you know, he's his minutes did come up in the last game. Uh, I still just don't see any reason that they would be pushing him. Um, so 
I just remain a little bit concerned about his minutes. I don't. I th- I think there are certainly worse plays that wouldn't knock you for playing them. Yeah, um, I'm not with the the Bledsoe at the moment. Uh, I feel the same way about the minutes, and uh, I can let it go. 56 is super cheap, but um, I'd rather have if, if Drogic can play. I'd rather have him. I know he would get a little bit more. I don't think they need to push Bledsoe right now, uh, and the rest of the team I'm not really in on. Uh, depending on if we get news that people are sitting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, man. So let's flip over to the the um, the Mavs here. Uh, and they have Dorian Finney-Smith, who I mentioned is questionable, and Seth Curry is questionable. Besides that, they're pretty healthy. And, and who do you got in this matchup? Uh, and, and where are you targeting the most? Well, first, I feel like I have to mention, did you know that um... – Chris Stapps and Luca are the highest scoring duo in the league since the bubble. Ooh, good stat. Good <laughs> yeah, stat I like there. That one. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, I don't think I'll be getting to too much Luca. Um, it's a tough matchup uh, for him to uh, for him to be getting the kind of value I'd want. We're looking at like a sixty to seventy point game. Um, I, you know, like I, I, it's hard for me to even say this uh, over the podcast because I feel like this could definitely come back to bite me. But uh, I'll probably be fading Luca tomorrow at that price. Yeah. What do you think about him? It's tough at 11K and the highest on the docket. Um, and there are just other people I would rather not would rather. Obviously, Luca's awesome, but 11K that's that's a tough pill to swallow up there. Um, you get you can get Lillard at a thousand less and without having to go against Patrick Beverly. Um, I'd probably stay away from him too, because you need at least 65 points would be just kind of barely giving you value there. Uh, and that's a tough, tough ask to get 80, 85 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I will be looking at uh, his, his uh, duo mate in uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis though. He has been awesome. He's been averaging 52.2K points per game in the bubble. Um, it's a tough matchup, but the way the Bucks scheme defensively is they do give up a lot of threes. Um, I don't know if Brooke Lopez will be chasing him around the three-point line. <laughs> um, and at 8,400, I feel like he should return value fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking if they play him at the four mainly and it's him against Giannis... I don't like him, but they're going to have to put him more at the five uh, to get that matchup advantage. And I, I like him in that matchup. Uh, if I can't, if I'm not going to take any shares of Luca, and I want exposure on the map side, it's got to be Porzingis. They're the only two people that you can full on trust all the time here, and then somewhat Tim Hardaway Jr. But if you look at the usage scenarios, it's Luca Porzingis, and then everybody else is not a notch below, but about two and a half, three notches below. Yeah. And uh, the one last guy I was looking, and this is this is a punt play, but I feel like I probably should mention him, is uh, if Finney Smith is out, I think there's a chance they play Kleba some more minutes, um, Maxi Kleber, just because that's a body they can put on Giannis. I just don't see them putting Chris Stapps on Giannis for more than a few minutes at a time, so I think that job has to go to someone else. Um, he's yeah, the only to. person that's even close to capable, so it might go to him for... Uh, you know, if you if you need some more exposure to the game or something. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, you, you could go small theoretically and have Hardaway, but he would get chewed up. You don't want to have 
too much Porzingis on him because he'll get into big foul trouble and there goes uh, half your scoring. So you you need people to go throw bodies on Giannis, and that's the tough part. Uh, so I don't mind Kaliba, but he'd also get in foul trouble as well. Uh, 43 is not a bad price tag, especially if he's going to see 27, 30 minutes that he saw the last two games. But if your job is guarding Giannis, ooh, that's that's tough for me to want to to buy into you as well. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and in any other matchup, I would throw a possible dart, say Finney Smith and Curry not playing. I would look at uh, Darrell Wright. Uh, I know he hasn't been the greatest, but he would get more minutes in that scenario since if those two or Delone, I said Darrell, geez, um, <laughs> butchering names all the time. Uh, but in this matchup, you can't go small against Giannis. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Unless you're the Rockets, apparently. <laughs> well, they put, who did they put on him, Tucker? Or? Um, I think, I, yeah, I think Giannis played a lot of center. They had some Tucker, they had some Covington. Um, they just were hitting shots. Yeah, makes sense. Tucker's a big boy, though. I don't know who can go through him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But awesome, man. It looks like we hit all this slate. Oop. Um, yeah, so any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, and, and guys, Steve's doing a doubleheader, so you will not only see him tonight, you're going to, or tomorrow morning, you're going to hear him on Sunday as well with uh, Michael, with Mr. Apatria. Uh, so, Steve, any final thoughts on your first show uh, of the regular season? Yeah, I would just say to everyone that, the, you know, the news is really important tomorrow. Um, we have a lot of key guys that are questionable. And um, I think we probably are approaching that time in the bubble where you start to see coaches pull some players in games that aren't important. So keep an eye on the news. It's going to, you know, greatly alter the way the usage goes. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, make sure you're checking that in the morning. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, the news is going to be super important, uh, especially in that late game. We have a couple late games. We, we don't we, Drogic at seven thirty against. Uh, that's that's a big one. Does LeBron play? Does Warren play? Does uh, uh, Turner play at six o'clock? And then we don't know what the Bucks might do at eight thirty. So there is a lot of shaking and, and shifting out there on the late news. Uh, Murray will be at three thirty, so the second game. So we'll have that's not that bad, and uh, we'll have. Lou Williams and Shemet, if their minutes get are uh, bumped back up in the first game, so those two aren't too bad. But those last three are are the biggest biggers or the biggest guys and the biggest shakers. So uh, exactly what Steve said. Check out the news and make sure you got everything right. And uh, just to, again to let everybody know, we are using DraftKings pricing right now just so we can hit uh, more people because DraftKings is available in a lot more locations. Um, but yeah, that's it. And remember, guys, uh, you can. Continue to check in every day on the daily podcast, and uh, every weekday we're doing layup lines. Um, and yeah, you can follow me at at Santino Cocone on Twitter. And Steve, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter again. Uh, you can find me at zero Stark thirty. That's the number zero spelled out. Stark like John Starks and thirty, the number thirty spelled out. And uh, thanks, Santino. That was fun. Good luck tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, it's it's you, man. It's you on tomorrow. Oh, oh, no, oh, I meant with your slates. Oh, you meant on the, on the <laughs> slates. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> you're, you're forgetting. I was just about to say, I think you had a great debut, and I can't wait to uh, see if you could pull up, pull together an encore. Um, but, yeah, good, you good luck as well, and, and to the viewers. I hope uh, we can help you win some cash tomorrow and, and every day moving forward. Uh, but that's it for us tonight, everyone. I'm here at Hoopball. Have a good, good day, and uh, happy winnings. Yeah, thanks, guys.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.